0: Woven Together, Ron, 1985, by Pride of Priwet, narrated by Felpatalupin from FanficTok.com. Ron rose up on the balls of his feet, his tiny toes crunching beneath the weight of his body, as he tried to squint through the smudge round window in his bedroom. His elbows found the edge of the windowsill and he hoisted himself upwards until his legs dangled in mid The cold from the seal seeped into the sleeves of his worn-out pyjamas, sinking deep into his bones, but he didn't care. He was trying to see where the shouts and cries full of laughter came from below, excitement flooding his system. He watched Bill and Charlie gather up, fists full of snow, Pack them into balls and then shoot them at one another from across either end of the garden. They darted to and fro, their woolen cloaks swirling about them like mum's enchanted pinwheels that stuck out of the garden wall. This visual reminded him of the game Ginny and him made up before Bill and Charlie had returned home. Ginny had the idea for using the pinwheels for footholds, holding on to the ivy and lavender overgrowth that covered the outside of the garden wall. She then released the roll down the foliage and the momentum of the pinwheels' infinite circular motion propelled both of them over the top of the crumbling garden wall. Of course, this plan wasn't well thought out because mum caught them after the third or fourth attempt when she happened to glance out the kitchen window. She nearly pulled Ron's ear off his head as she dragged him into the house from the garden. Your sister is just a baby. But, Mum, it was her idea. I seriously doubt that, Ronald. Ginny's crunched-up expression, peeking out from behind his mother's leg, stuck in his mind for hours after that. He swore it get her back but when the twins recruited them to play a game of Sitzling snap, a more child-friendly version of exploding snap, all seemed to be forgiven and forgotten, particularly when Ron found himself to be the victor. A whooping sound from the garden made Ron refocus on the scene below. The twins had thrown themselves on top of Bill and he fell to the ground, Charlie tossed the snowball over at Percy, who was perched on the top of the wall with a book splayed open in his lap. It hit him on the cheek. He flinched and swiftly brushed away the fragments of snow. It looked like he might go back to reading whenever Charlie pulled him down off the wall, the book falling onto the snowy white grounds. Come on, Percy, join us, Ron heard Charlie cry out. Ron expected Percy to put up a fight, but from his crouched position on the lawn, he scooped up a handful of snow and swiftly retaliated. A white mess hit Charlie beneath the shoulder blades, and he wheeled around with a daring grin. Who, Percy? Bill whooped. The twins abandoned their efforts in wrestling around with Bill in the snow, and then charged towards Percy. They dragged their hands across the snowy grounds, collecting enough to make a ball as they went. Charlie was busy forming another snowball, his sights set on Percy as well, but the twins surprised everyone by swiftly changing course, each of them pressing their own into Percy's hands. Get them, Percy! Hurry before Charlie! Bill suddenly hurled one ball and then another at the unsuspecting twins, but Percy gave as good as his older brothers, shooting one at Charlie, who managed to duck, and then stooping low to avoid one Charlie-tossed back in return, before pretending to throw one at Bill, only to aim at Charlie in the last instance. Yes, Ron cheered, banging his tiny fist on the window ledge. In all the excitement, he forgot about the dry tickle at the back of his throat that went from a little pay sound before growing into wrecking coughs that made his throat burn, and his breath rattled against his lungs. A shiver coursed through him, reminding him why he wasn't outside with his brothers. He heard the creak and groan of floorboards from outside his bedroom. It was a sure sign that someone was coming up the twisted staircase to check on him. Mum, probably. Daddy was at work as far as he knew. A sort of panic filled him and he tried to sneak back into bed undetected. The wooden boards in the attic, strained with the pitter-patter of his feet, lightly gave him away. He dove onto the bed, the springs in the mattress screeching as he tried to settle down and rearrange the many layers of blankets stacked on top of it before he was discovered. He lay back, his heart racing as he waited for the familiar squeal of his bedroom door to open. His mother appeared on the other side, and his eyelids immediately shut. He tried to calm his breathing but holding his breath only made him fall into another fit of coughs. Ronald, mum cocked her head to the side, placing her hands on her hips. You're supposed to be in bed. Feigning his best sleepy tone of voice, he replied, while fluttering his eyes open. I was, mama, I was... Mm." She padded forward into his room touching the back of her hand to his forehead before flipping her hand over so that her palm rested at his cheek. "'Ronald, you're freezing!' She gushed a bit frantically, pulling up the old knit blanket around him, tucking it beneath his upper body. Perching on the edge of his mattress, she smiled knowingly and smoothed it over the top of his hair. "'You need to stay in bed,' That's all he heard for the last five days. You need to stay in bed, you need rest, you need anything that isn't fun. He was tired of hearing it. He was tired of coughing until his throat rubbed raw or his chest ached. He wanted it to be over and done with. And up until now, he hadn't said a single word on the matter. Well, not anymore. It's not fair, he whined, folding his arms in front of him, disrupting the carefully tucked in edges of the blanket. I want to play, why can't I? As if to serve a point, his aching cough returned. Ron felt Mama's hand rub his back, while he leaned forward and went on coughing. He turned so badly he could cry, but he didn't want to cry. He already had done that, and Charlie called him a baby. He wasn't a baby, not anymore. Ginny was the baby now. Easy now, darling, Mama crooned softly, easing him back down on the mass of pillows. She pulled the colorful blanket up over his body again, retucking the edges around him. Why don't see about the temperature of yours again, hmm? She reached into the front of her daisy-printed housecoat, prompting him to groan and turn away from her. "You're not going to use that this thermometer, are you?" "Thermometer," she corrected lightly. He felt a firm yet comforting hand at his shoulder, rolling him onto his back. "Come on now, Ronikins. The sooner we check it, the sooner we can make it all better." His mouth drooped into a dramatic frown, but he begrudgingly opened it up for her to insert the device. There's a good boy, mum applauded, brushing her thumb along the sharp curve of his cheek. You know I don't put as much stock in muggle contraptions as your father does, but this is a rather handy device. She went on as they waited. Not as terrible tasting as our potions, hmm?" Ron shrugged. He supposed Mama was right about that, but he still didn't like the cool metal stick situated between his tongue. It poked and prodded him uncomfortably, making him want to cough again. The black blanket with starburst flowers knit across it was situated at his shoulders, but feeling a slight shiver, Ron brought it up to his neck. The raw wool and fibres tickled his cheek, and he inhaled a dusty sort of smell from it. It was a worn-out old thing, like his pyjamas that once were purses. But it was what Mama called the sick blanket. She saw that because it had been made with love, care, and attention to detail, there was something about it that made whoever was wrapped up in it feel better. Ron didn't believe that, though. He'd been sleeping beneath the blanket for five days now, and he was still sick. There was nothing magical about this blanket. It was just another overused item that was passed about to their family. After several seconds, Mama pulled the thermometer from his mouth, examining the red line that shot up to a certain point. Hmm, she intoned thoughtfully. Am I better? Ron wondered, hopefully. Glancing up at him, Mama smiled weakly. She lightly touched his cheek again and informed Nothing a bit of broth and a nice long nap can't fix, darling. I don't want to nap, he protested gruffly. I want to play with Bill and Charlie. I know, darling, I know, Mama sighed deeply. If you feel better after your nap, then we'll see about them playing with you later, all right? Ron sank lower beneath the covers, turning his face towards his bedroom wall. It was unfair. Bill and Charlie would be gone again, and he would miss spending time with them. He was always missing things with them. Suddenly, he felt angry at Percy, Fred, and George for being able to play in the snow with their big brothers they always got to do fun things with bill and charlie he was always stuck playing with jimmy and while she wasn't so bad to play with her ideas often led them to trouble and he was the one blame for them when mamma found out mamma leaned forward pressing a quick kiss to his temple get some rest darling i'll be back with your broth in a little while he felt the mattress shift again as Mama stood to leave, and he nuzzled his cheek against the scratchy fibers of the heavy blanket that wrapped around him. This section of it smelled like oranges. Oranges reminded him of Mama and Daddy and Sunday breakfast, when they squeezed them into fresh juice. It was curious, considering the other side of it smelled musty. Maybe the blanket was magical, like Mama said, after all. Mama, he called out suddenly, rolling over to catch her with her hand on the door handle. Yes, darling, she wheeled back around, waiting for him to say more. He stammered out the question. Will you, will you read me a story? A smile crossed his face, and she relented with a nod. All right, darling what do we have up here she wondered moving to the pile of books stacked unevenly on his bedside table he propped himself up on his forearms asking excitedly can you do the trolls in the cave one?" ah finney and the sea cavern she replied knowingly while pulling a tattered book of nursery tales from the bottom of the pile that's always a good one she added before settling on the edge of the bed. Ron scooted backwards so she could sit more comfortably on the bed. Mama flicked through the pages of the book before settling on the story in question. He then moved in closer until his head rested against her soft side and Mama draped an arm around his shoulders while she began to read. There once was a lad named Finney who lived in a poor village in the kingdom of Ramar. The people in Finni's village were largely happy, for while poor they might be, they had an ancient magical artifact that offered them protection. It was a magical club, once belonging to the troll, Drifos. Ron found himself stifling a joke cracking yawn, but his mother didn't seem to notice as she continued reading. Dreyfus guarded the village many years ago, and when he died, he gifted Finney's people with this club as a way to keep them safe. The villagers kept this club hidden away from outsiders, so that, as Ron grew steadily warmer against his mother's side, and her soft yet distinguished voice kept reading about Finney and the village and Dreyfus, he felt himself slowly slip away to sleep. He yawned, pressing his cheek more firmly against his mother, who paused in her reading long enough for him to murmur, Don't stop yet, Mama. She pressed a quick kiss at the top of his head, and he felt her cheek against his hair as she read on more quietly now. The king's men were furious to learn that his eyes felt heavier now he would just rest his eyes for a moment then he could play with bill and charlie ron brought the blanket up above his face as he listened to his mother's voice grow further and further away thoughts of snowball fights trolls and a poor yet happy village swirled through his mind as he gave in to the comfort of sleep